both of us have a history with card games this week on Better Buddies. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, it's Alex. This one, not the other one. And he's not here this time. Nope, it's just the one. Just the one, Alex. I mean, I could split myself up into two Alexes. What? You know, get a little funny button on my computer. (laughs) You have a funny button? Where's the funny button? It it's the thing on my keyboard that lights turns on the lights and turns off the lights on my keyboard. Oh, I don't have that oh. as a button on the keyboard. The keyboard just is lit. I have to go into a program to do that. Oh, do you actually? <laughs> yeah, I gotta go into the. Uh, yeah, let me see if I can open it up. I have to go into the Armory Crate program. Turn off the lights. It lets me adjust the level of the lighting on the backlit keyboard. But it's oh, blue I have lighting. A, I have a Mine's red. Mine is... I think I can change that, though. I can change mine to blue or off. But if I find... If I acquire some uh, Asus brand chromatic devices that have the multicolor LEDs, then I could change them. But just those. Yeah. But, like, you have to open up and get, like, put them in the keycaps, I imagine. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds like a pain. I think it's literally just external devices. Like, I don't think I could even do anything to the laptop itself just that like oh you plugged in a speaker with a light on it you can adjust that from the armory crate (laughs) it is kind of nice though because it does let you uh the armory crate program lets you set up uh program settings that it will adjust your computer settings for whenever you open that program so like you can just Turn off or on a light just because. Well, it's the lighting, but it's also like it'll set. You can set volume levels, uh, and you oh. can adjust the focus of the CPU, whether it's like power saving versus performance, that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's like it's a neat little feature, but it's one of those things where it's like unless you're really cranking, uh, it, yeah, it, it's not going to be an everyday thing. I'm never. I'm not too picky about anything. Uh, <laughs> I just kind of, I would never, I don't think I would ever actually use that function. I imagine there's a lot of people that do. Oh, yeah, because it's like, it's a gaming-specific laptop, right? So, like, yeah, it's intended to be like, oh, here's your settings when you open uh, fucking PUBG, and when you open goddamn, I don't know, what do kids play these days? Clash of Clans? Fortnite? Clash of Clans. We uh, we actually talked about this in my in one of my Discord chats the other day about Clash of Clans. Yeah. And uh, there's another a Clash Royale. It's like Clash of Clans, like when we were in high school. Like that was that old. Like I think Clash Royale was after we were in high school. Yeah. There's like a whole mobile game like history there of like what what came when and how popular it was i just never i never really got into mobile gaming because i was kind of like i don't i got enough trying to like play games the normal way i don't need to try and play them on my phone 
What are you What are you trying to do I, here? I got into. I'm trying to think. I got into two, like, and one was recent, but like, one of them was called Dragon City, and this like came up too. I forgot I played this game. I played it for like a month, but like my one friend like brought it up. He was like, "Oh yeah, you're a big Dragon City." I was like, "Oh yeah, I did play this game a lot, like a lot, a lot." To where like I added random people on Facebook just to be like friends with them and get like extra benefits in the mobile game <laughs> nice um and then i then recently hunkai star rail i'm sure you've seen ads of the, for that i would be shocked if you haven't i'm i ignore ads so i'm sure i've seen them yeah. i just choose to not accept them into my brain <laughs> it's just a gotcha game it's just a weeb gotcha game i played for like two weeks and i was like yep i'm good uh, made by the same people that made um what's the other popular anime gacha game i can't I think of it the adventure one that's like zelda i'm not, I'm not sure if you know no idea but, okay uh it'll come to me eventually, i don't play that weeb shit uh, i do i i play too much of the weeb shit <laughs> well see in mobile gaming i was always like more into the puzzle games of like I didn't want Puzzles and Dragons slapped, but I only played that for DS. I'm not sure if you played that one. No, I never played that. It was always the like, oh, here's the hex puzzle game where like you draw the bridges between all the dots, or the oh yeah yeah yeah, um like the like put all the pieces into the shape and make them all fit. I liked those. They were dumb. Candy Crush. No, never Candy Crush. Fuck Candy Crush. I didn't okay. want to play Magic. I, I played a lot of Candy Crush. I played it because my dad played it. I guess I played more mobile games than I thought. <laughs> Yeah. See, my problem is... Candy Crush is a puzzle game, though. Like, that's not a matching game. That's a puzzle game. That's, like, Bejeweled. It's, like, Bejeweled. I mean, yeah, uh, it's a puzzle game, but it wasn't, like, of the types of puzzle games. I wasn't looking for, like, that Bejeweled move the things yeah, around to get the okay. matches. Like, I was just like, ah, I, don't, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Um, What really disappoints me is, you know, those, like, shitty-ass mobile ads for, like, the mystery mansion or like help the fish escape or the thing where it's like the guys on the bridge fighting the zombies and they're trying to shoot them. And yeah, I'd want to play those games. Like the ads that they have are games I would like to play, but I know that the ads are bullshit and it makes (laughs) me so sad. There was a, oh my gosh, this is now going down a rabbit hole that I just, I don't know how I came upon this, but like, you you know, everyone goes down YouTube rabbit holes. Yeah. But, um, it was talking about like, there was a mobile game, I'm not even sure what it's called, so I can't even really reference it, but they had like ads that would be like copying, like you taking Pokemon sprites and like actual like Pokemon and like trying to advertise it as like a Pokemon RPG, right? Mm-hmm. But like... All the ads were horror based, and mm. people thought I remember that, that. they had an a- yeah, but people thought they had an ARG going with it because <laughs> people were like out here trying to connect all the ads to mean something, and eventually, like the story would come all together to the real world with these ads. For some reason, I don't know why people thought that, but like there was like a forty minute long YouTube video about it, and I like I just remember watching like a year ago, just like. It was interesting. It was super, super interesting. I wish I could uh, remember the name of the game, but like, I don't want to advertise that yeah. game because it's obviously ripping off. It's it's it's, it's pirating Pokemon anyway. So. You just reminded me of one of the most fascinating YouTube rando videos I watched. Um, yeah, and it's related to weep shit. The 
uh, I believe it was the Bakugan tournament circuit, (laughs) where this guy went through his own personal story of going to a local Bakugan tournament when he was a kid, and ended up like going to regionals and then went to like he got to go to New York City to play in the like national tournament and his da- it just so happened that his dad worked in marketing and like the kid was good enough to like get up to be able to go to New York or whatever but his dad the whole time was like there's something here what's going on because it was all free like yeah fully paid free never like they didn't have to pay a dime and the guy was like yeah that was my personal experience i really loved it because i got to like spend some quality time with my dad i didn't usually get turns out bakugan was losing millions on these tournaments <laughs> yeah because they were not popular people. like it, not <laughs> just that they were paying for people but literally like the local levels they were poorly organized not popular not thought out conventions and like most of the kids didn't actually know how to play. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, I guess, like, I... I, I did you play Bakugan no. when you were a kid? I did. Um, I still don't know how to play. <laughs> yeah, I just wrote the things on a little card, and then things flip face up, and you're like, cool. I mean, they updated Bakugan recently to make it, like, more, like, quality of life and better. Yeah. That was just the, like that's crazy. Like it was just nuts watching. Like, cause and he's got original footage because his dad was on these trips with him and took pictures. Yeah, so he's just like, I went on this, and this yeah. is like my proof, and that's like. So he's got these pictures, of, like crazy. these conference centers that are like half full, and it's kids playing Bakugan at these tables, and you could just see like, hmm, you're. Like, I guess they hired a guy to be, like, a character from Bakugan who was, like, shouting out tips and Bakugan information. But, like, because he, the the creator of the video, when he got the notice of, like, oh, if you win the local competition, you can go to this, all expenses paid. He, like, oh, shit, I'm a poor, I'm growing up in a relatively, like, make ends meet family. I have to win if I want to go. So he got all yeah. the local kids together and was kicking their asses because he actually spent time to learn how to play. Yeah, so he's just like, yeah, I win now. Cool. Like, just cruised through the local circuit and the state level at te- in, like, Texas. And, yeah. like, the guy who was shouting tips, he was like, yeah, these kids should all know this. Like, they're here to play. They should know how- what this guy is saying. <laughs> I'm going to have to find this video because I kind of want to watch this now. This I'll, uh, I'll check my YouTube history and send it over to you. It was a fascinating video. Is it becoming the Bakugan World Champion story time? Maybe. Okay, that's the it only one I'm like seeing. Right that's one. Two years old. I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to look. I, that sounds fascinating to me. I, I love when it comes to like bad tournaments. Like, awful ran tournaments history right like yeah and being able to like see like how bad things were ran there's a series on youtube that i've been watching talking about like the history of the pokemon tcg throughout the years oh no um and like he's going year by year talking about the metas the tournaments and things like that right Mm -hmm. 
Um, and he did it for Japan, uh, for one of the Japan uh, start start of sets. And apparently, like, it was an absolute shit show. Like, the Japanese Pokemon TCG was awful at, like, running events. Ooh. Um, like, not well documented. Apparently, there was a lot of problems with the, like, formats and, like, upholding formats. And, like, it was just really really bad apparently um I'm not saying the u.s didn't have those problems too i'm sure they did but, yeah and like on the end of like people's stories of it it was just it was rough apparently over there really rough the closest i ever got to actually playing pokemon was one time when i was like i must have been 10 right yeah I convinced my dad to take me and my friend John like 45 minutes away to a Walmart because they were having a Pokemon card promotion of some kind. And like we went in and I clearly remember like we got the promotion card or the promotion pack or whatever. And but neither of us knew how to play. And mm-hmm. John sat what? down with a Walmart employee, the one who's running the promotion, to try and learn how to play from the Walmart employee. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to the guy's credit, he was teaching how to do it, but... I think, as crazy as it sounds, I learned how to play the Pokemon TCG when I was in, like, like late high school. Uh, I knew I like I knew the general rules of it through the Pokemon TCG like video game, yeah, like, the Game Boy Color video game. But like I didn't know like actually like how to play. You know, like there's a difference. Yeah, kind of having a sense of what to do because you're like you're like an eight year old kid and you have a Game Boy Advance. You kind of click buttons sometimes. Like, you're just a button clicker and hope things work out. Um, but I was a Yu Gi Oh kid, so I I remember going to these events. Oh no. Um. And like, well, we lived across the street from a Toys R Us. Okay. And they held events, and this is like when they held events like once a week. Um, so uh, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. So she would, we would like, we begged her to go. Uh, but you know how you have to have like a standard deck, like of like X amount of cards. Uh-huh. So like, I had it like a deck like that, but I had I have an older brother. My brother would just stack his in a tin. Like a like an actual tin. Like he didn't have like it in a deck. He just had a pile of cards in a tin, in a tin. But that would be he called it his deck. Okay. Um, he would never shuffle his deck. By the way. <laughs> okay. So some some nice uh some nice um woman helped helped him like get it all sorted out and like was trying to teach him how to play without the tip. Because they just let him, because we're eight, yeah. right? They're just, they just let him play. It's like, but he would beat people. This is a crazy thing. <laughs> like, he, would, he would beat people because all his best cards were on the top of the tin. Because he never shuffled. Uh, yeah, he never shuffled. And it's just, it, and he couldn't shuffle. It was just a pile of cards in a tin. Yeah. Um, And nice girl, like, I just remember having her, like, organizing all his cards in that tin. He had probably over a hundred of them just oh, for God. him to go at home and like dump them all back into the tin the exact way they were. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, 
Yeah, but we had like stamps and st- stuff by going to these events. It was really cool. I would lose all the time because I wasn't good at the game. I had no idea what was going on. I was, I think I was six at the time or seven. I was six or seven, right? Like, yeah. Um, but they did give me, they, that Toys R Us specifically made the mistake. The, the employee that was running it the week that I filled that, because you got a stamp book and for each game you play, we get a stamp of if you lost or if you won. And then once you filled out, uh, 30 stamps or 20 stamps basically playing 20 games you would get like a special promo okay um and the lady or then it was a man it was a man that was running the event at the time i think he was just filling in uh i would have to assume i don't know i was six or seven yeah because he gave me the winner's promo and he gave my brothers the loser's promo but he won games like he mm-hmm. won more than he lost so like he I think he just handed out two puppies when we were kids, right? He just gave you two I didn't packs. win a single game. It was 0-20 playing there, by the way. Like, I didn't win a single one, and I got the winner's promo. Hell uh, the, yeah. Like, I don't know where... I was like, I was like, heck yeah. yeah you love it. You love to see it. I was like, this is great. Uh, but I, I was happy. That was, like, one of my favorite cards. But I just thought it was really funny. It's like, oh. Because I, the only reason why I knew they messed up was because years later... um. Like, within the last few years, I watched, the, again, a YouTube video talking about, like, these old promos in Yu-Gi-Oh! And they were talking about the card I got as a winner's promo. <laughs> and the card my brother got as the loser's promo. So it was like, and oh! And you're going, wait a minute, you're wrong! Yeah, I was like, I was like, wait, that's not how I never won a game! <laughs> uh, maybe when it came to, like, people our age, like, six and seven, seven and eight, you know? Yeah. That they just ran into the game. Or... They just like who knows who knows how they actually decided that, that Toys R Us, but it was interesting. It, it was much, an interesting time. I don't know. I don't know the video what you watched, but what are the odds they the guy making the video just thought that that's what you got, and it really was random across the board. <laughs> there, I mean, I don't. I don't know how old the guy was. To be fair, yeah, like yeah, like there's a chance that he's like he was only like five years older than us. He's like, you know, it's like making a YouTube video about like the Yu-Gi-Oh card, like, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. cards from Toys R Us promos. Like, there's a chance. But um, I think if he didn't like get them, like they're probably just labeled somewhere yeah. on like Konami's website. I imagine that. But I, I, I want to believe that you're right. I think I would like to think that they had the opposite experience as us. And the promo wasn't truly random. So, yeah, it, it's. It's great. Uh, see, the only my experience, the only card game I ever actually learned to play, and I didn't learn to play that well, was Magic the Gathering. Because oh, yeah. at Scout Camp during the winter, when I was in the Boy Scouts, we'd have uh, for the first couple of years, first two or three years, we would have cabin camp. Where in like January or February, we would go to like a cabin at a campsite and stay in the cabin, but then spend all day like out in the snow and the woods and hiking around and stuff. And during the like late afternoon and evening, instead of having a fire outside, a couple of the guys would bring decks of magic cards. So when I started, when they were like, Oh yeah, we play magic the first year. Like, Oh cool. And then my dad had all his old cards. So the following years it'd be like, Oh, I brought my cards. I got my cards with me, <laughs> but it's all my dad's old cards. And even when he was playing the game, he wasn't that big into it. 
It was just that his friends gave him all their unwanted commons and uncommons. <laughs> so he just built a deck out of them to play with them. But he had plenty of cards. We had red, green, blue, like, we had black, white, we had everything. You could make... We had enough to make at least one deck per color. Yeah. If not more. But, but it was all crap. I want to be good, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it was the ultimate, let's see what we can make out of nothing. A bunch of craw worms and plus one, plus two b- bonuses and... Then you're just like, this is just trash. This is it. This is it. Oh, I had a great time. It wasn't good. I yeah, it. it was fun probably still to play. Because especially like when the guys who brought their own cards kind of like moved on because they were all really older. It was like, oh, yeah. we're playing with my cards. So everyone's equally yeah. crap. Uh, that's probably, that's actually probably a lot of fun. But it's like when everyone's playing with the crap decks and like, you know, like. Yeah, because like probably games enjoyable. actually took some time. Yeah. I think my experience in Magic is in high school. I learned how to play, um, and I, I never got. I'm I never was crazy about Magic. Like I just, I don't know. Like I had friends that played it. Like uh, Riley taught me how to play it. Yeah, he was into it with another high school friend, and I played it. I got into it for like a month. Um, had my deck built, and then I I kind of just stopped playing like i just didn't enjoy it. like i would go to drafts and stuff i really loved limited formats where you like draft a deck out of like booster packs i love doing that but um i just but um, unfortunately like the store i went to for like the draft um like twisted my brain on how like drafts like usually work really yeah so like like the actual rules of drafting is fine but when it came to prizing what you would do at the end of the night, um, and this again, I was in high school, and this is like this is a way that you can do it, but like it's not common at all, and it it's very hated by a lot of players. But apparently, the store I went to was like full of sweats. Um, you would pull together all like the rares and mythics that you pulled for the night, and you would put them in 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 a pool, and then whoever took first place with their deck that night would take the mythic, like the highest value card, right? Okay. Um, and well, I, and I was in high school. I, I've actually won a few events. Like, don't get me wrong. Cause I'm like not awful at the game, but like, I'm not good at it. Yeah. So like, I would go like once a month, maybe I think in like the six, seven times I won twice. I went three and oh twice. But the one time, like there was actually like a valuable card on when I went is a card I pull and my deck was so bad. Like, I didn't win a single game that night, so I lost, like, a $70 card because of it. Yeah, which is ridiculous. That's not a common thing. Usually, you just keep the cards you draft. Yeah. And then, Tyson works differently. But because of that, every time I go to a place, like, not recently, but, like, like I, that's, like, I drafted then, and then I stopped drafting. Like, throughout college, I didn't play. And then, like, now, occasionally, I'll, I'll randomly go out, a dra- go out to a draft with Paul. But, like, when I first, did, like, went out to a draft with Paul... Um, I remember the first thing I asked, I was like, are we pulling the cards together to like, do, is that how pricing works? And they're like, uh, no, not at all. Like, why, why would you think that? Like, yeah, the just, one store you went to was kind of a dick about it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it was just like, so like I, my, my brain on how magic pricing actually works is very twisted. It was very twisted for like a quick minute because I just always assumed that's just how drafting worked. 
So it like put a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. I was like, oh, this isn't great. So like, I, I love drafting magic, but like, obviously I play flesh and blood now as, as uh, the podcast knows. <laughs> you are, you are a uh, real gamer. The, yeah. The pro gamer. Uh, uh, the pro gamer. I'm um, going to my third pro tier now. Oh, baby. But, um, but yeah, like we're going like it's like they have limited formats here. I love I love playing limited in Flesh and Blood too. Like I don't know, I think it's just really fun to play like low power format, right? Like yeah, like getting just a pile of cards together and seeing what you can do with them. I I, I just it's like a puzzle. It's really fun to me. So I honestly like, kind of want to go try some drafting now, just because I feel like that'd be more my speed of like, eh, we all know the basic rules and we got the cards in front of us that we pulled. So fuck us, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really... Well, that's... So there's two forms of drafting that are, are limited play, I guess. There's sealed, which is what you usually do at pre-releases where you open, like, four or five packs, right? Yeah. And then that that those four or five packs, maybe six packs, depending on, like, uh, the format, but, like, those cards that you opened are now your deck. Yeah. Uh, you have to find... You have to put together a deck that matches regular deck-building constrictions and things like that. Well, draft is when you sit next to people, like you go into, you have a pod of like eight people and you open a pack, you take one card and then you pass it to the next person. Oh. Yeah. And that's, that's drafting. So that's the two different types of limited play. Interesting. Um, I prefer drafting. Sealed, sealed play can be fun. Um, sealed but, play seems and I, chaotic. I, like. It, but it can be awful though. Like yeah. you could just open absolutely nothing. You open like six packs caught. and get a bunch of sh- like just garbage cards. Nothing works together, and especially with like yeah. magic, where it's like, oh, there's five colors, and you end up with cards from all five. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, magic does design since their packs with limited play in mind a lot of times. So like, it's not, uh, it's not too bad. Yeah. Like things should be on a fairly good even playing field, but like. The thing is, like, if you pull, like, a crazy mythic or something like that, like, like if you have a bomb and your opponent doesn't, like, you kind of just win the game. Yeah. Like, your pool just becomes really crazy. Um, so, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. I, uh, like, fab, I think I prefer fab draft over magic draft, but I prefer magic sealed over flesh and bloods. Interesting. Just how the games work. Um, but I also don't play much magic. I play yeah. way too much flesh and blood to where it's, um, there's no such thing as too much. If you're a professional gamer, I, I think there is, <laughs> it's a pro um, gamer move for real, for real. I gotta just sweat it out. You sweat gotta let it cook. <laughs> just, just watch me cook. I'm cooking hard. Uh, but yeah, then you, I'm just thinking like how many TCGs I've played in the past. Like I've probably... I've played so many. Like, I think it's crazy how many I've tried, at least. I haven't tried that many. I had... Because I had Pokemon cards. I had Magic Gathering. I had a couple Neopets cards. Yep, I have had those two. I only got, like, the two that came in, like, Happy Meals or whatever. Um... I have exactly one Marvel trading card game card because I got the DS game of it. Yeah. And I stole okay, on so that was... hard because I was playing the DS game and I was like, well, fuck. I literally can't build a team to beat Magneto. I- I'm fucked. Fuck this. Yeah. 
Like, it didn't matter what cards I had. Like, I was working so damn hard to try and build my deck, and I kept restarting the game, and I get, like, halfway through, and I kept getting just fucking, like, three-turned by goddamn Magneto. And you're just like, I'm done with this. Fuck this. Well, it didn't help that it'd be like, oh, I want to focus on Spider-Man characters, and I'd do that, and then, like, inevitably, I'd end up picking up, like, some random Avengers and X-Men cards, where it's just like, okay, I don't have enough Spider-Man cards for a full deck. So I guess I'll pick up a couple random heroes. Okay. Yeah, Have you ever tried Marvel Snap? That's that mobile game. I've heard of it, and it's kind of one of those where it's like, I'm gonna have to pay money if I want to play and, like, get the stuff I want to enjoy. I think the free-to-play model is, like, really good. I could be wrong. I've never played it, but I've I've heard good things. I know it's plenty of people play it, but I'm I, just my prior life experiences with free to play games and mobile games. I'm just like, I don't, I'm not going to have a good time. Yeah. I'm like trying to think of cards. So the card games I played, like since I was a kid, Wait, I had. I do have one more. Oh, Hearthstone. Yeah, one more. Hearthstone's good. I was I like into Hearthstone for a hot minute. That game is fun. It is a. I'm not sure how it is nowadays, but like it, it was a blast in high school. I, I played a lot of Hearthstone in high school. Um, but then you have let's see. I went Pokemon as a kid, Yu-Gi-Oh as a kid. I had Digimon trading cards as a kid. Oh. Uh, so like this would like come up, but as we would like go to Walmart with my dad like in the morning. Yeah. And so we would just be like, we like my dad would always buy me and my brother, and it would be like once a month. Yeah. Like. Once he was a truck driver, so like when he was on the road, he was on the road for three weeks, and every weekend when he would be home, he would take us with at like five in the morning to go shop at Walmart or six in the morning. Yeah. Uh, but he would buy a, me and him each a pack. If we're lucky, a tin. <gasps> that would be like very rare, you know. Yeah. Of like any hard game thing that we wanted to play because they were cheap. Like he was like, "Here, shut them up, whatever." <laughs> yeah, drop the three, four yeah. bucks, whatever. Yeah, I don't know how much they were at that time, but uh, so we we slowly just accumulated like a bunch of collections through that, and then obviously getting it for Christmas and our birthday for friends, and then using our own money that we would get from our birthday buy things. Um, so like, yeah, we would buy. I had Pokemon, Digimon, uh, I had Yu-Gi-Oh, and that would be like mostly my childhood. Then I would I got Bakugan. Yep. Um. And then, but Bakugan, like, I don't even know if I consider that a card game then, but I guess it was, oddly. Yeah. Uh, and then, I guess, going into high school, it would be, um, what is it called? It, it was Yu-Gi-Oh! Still with Magic, but I played some Hearthstone. And then we also played a game called Force of Will. Okay. Uh, yeah, Riley, Riley wanted to get into that one. I got into it. It was fun. It was like a combination of magic and Yu-Gi-Oh. It was created by the original creator of Yu-Gi-Oh. Huh. Yeah, so... Did you... Did you ever hear... I'm sure you must have... The Pokemon figure game? Yeah, I played a lot of that on my phone. (laughs) I tried to get my friends into that by buying James, like, a starter set for his birthday. (laughs) It never happened. Oh my gosh! Those things are so expensive nowadays. I know it was like, yeah, it, like it was like the starter, like a here's the like two yeah. or three characters to get you started. 
we would see it all the time at Walmart, but it'd be like it's like twenty or thirty dollars just for the starter set. Um, I I didn't play it though. I, I played it on my phone because they released it actually as a mobile game like years later. Oh really? Uh huh. Nice. Um, it doesn't it doesn't exist anymore. But then what else did I play? So those flash those Force of Will, and then um, college I didn't really play too much. I mean, you know, not much money. You yeah, just do what you do. Uh. So I played a little bit of Magic because I lived with Paul. Um, otherwise, I didn't really touch it. And then after after that, I got into I got into the new Digimon card game really hard for like a year. Okay. And then and that hit like an itch. And then I got I got into Flesh and Blood after the Digimon card game. And that's been for almost two years now. Yeah, over two years now. I've been playing this game for two years I'm and three pro it. tournaments for the pro gamer. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, trading card games, I guess. I, I, I just never really thought about how much of they've like been in my, and influenced my life, right? Like, yeah. I've actually, like, this is something that I've actually been a part of for forever. Like, since I was born, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting to think. See, and I... I'm trying to think of, like, when I first got introduced to Pokemon cards. And my earliest earliest memory is a kb toys at an outlet mall and i got the electric garden starter deck it was venus it was um i think venusaur and then there was also like a wheezing and a pikachu I remember okay, so like, deck. how do you remember the name of that starter deck? Like, how do you remember that? Because for a hot minute, that was the only deck I had. Because I've only learned about that recently. Like, it wasn't a... Like, this was a thing that I was not aware of that existed. Yeah, this is a Expedition Electric Garden theme deck with Vileplume on the cover. Oh, that's right, Vileplume. Yeah. That's what it was. It wasn't Venusaur. But again, like, the reason I remember it is because... We didn't go to KB Toys often. It was the closest thing we had, and it wasn't even a Toys R Us. And it was one of those, like, oh, it, you got birthday money. What do you want to get? And I had, like, 10 bucks or whatever it was, or 15 bucks. And I was like, I want Pokemon cards. And that's what they had. And <laughs> I remembered it was electric and grass. I had no idea how to play, no idea how to use it, never figured it out. And... But because for a long time, the only cards I had were grass and electric. So I just remember it being like, I, I don't even know. I wasn't like certain that was the name. I was just like electric plants. It's probably like called electric garden or some shit. It's exactly called that. That is legitimately what it's called. And they really missed out on the pun name of power plant. <laughs> Okay, so if you had this still sealed, it'd be worth about $200, by the way. Fuck. You're, you're, you're right. They didn't miss out on the name Power Plant, though. Holy cow. Like, that is... That's wild. That, that's good. That's that's quality. That, why didn't they do that? They missed out. That's massiveness, in my opinion. Yeah, it was, I still have most of those energy cards. Hell yeah. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. I literally just used them to practice card throwing in high school. <laughs> they, they, those are th some thick cards right like yeah, so you can get they were hefty 
Yeah, you can get some pretty good uh, distance on them, so. Nice grip. Well, now that we've uh, gone off the rails on that. Yeah. For like a goddamn half hour. (laughs) Our better buddies icebreaker this week. What positive thing happened to you just because you said yes? I don't. This is weird because, like, I I feel like I'm a pretty big yes man to begin with. So, like, I don't like think of like the one thing that I was like, oh, I was hesitant on doing, but ended up doing. Um. Um, Actually, no, I got it. I got it. Now that I think about it, um, flesh and blood specifically. Like, let's keep this TCG talk up. Yeah. So, like, I was playing the Digimon TCG before before, and I was like, I saw the art for flesh and blood. Because someone was trying to bring it to our store. Someone I knew. Um, and he was trying to talk me into playing. I really like the art for Flesh and Blood a lot. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, I, I play Digimon. Like, I already put so much money into Digimon. I don't really want to leave this card game. Digimon was pretty cheap, right? Like, yeah. And I was like, I didn't, and Flesh and Blood, like, you know, like the prices. Some of it was, at the time, fairly expensive. Like, you had to get, like, to get, like, really high quality cards was very, very expensive. But, they're like, no worries, the air, this area, like, I was like, I was, so I was like, at first, it's like, no, nah, I really don't, like, want to play another card game, like, I already kind of play Magic a little bit, um, I kind of, like, I mainly play Digimon, I kind of just want to keep focusing on that, yada yada. Yeah. Um, but he's like, but then the guy's like, just come to an armory, try the game, like, come, come to learn to play event, right? Um, uh, I was like, sure, I'll, I'll come learn the game. And, it, like, I got, I got hooked hard. Like a game, like it's it, everything I could ever want out of a card game. The interaction, so much fun. There's so many cool decks. Like it feels very balanced and well, like thought out. But like at first, I was like, Nah, I already do other things. Like you know, like I got other stuff on the fire. I don't. Yeah, I don't really want to do this because it's expensive, and I don't. I don't really want another hobby that's going to cost me money. But yeah. And I ended up making the call of dropping Digimon, which is good because that game is like one of the most like sporadic games ever with their player base. Like it goes up and down, up and down. Yeah, um, that, that tracks from what I understand of Digimon fans. Yeah, so like we would have some nights we'd have like two people, three people playing, but other nights we'd have like 20. Yeah. It just depend on the night and it's like it was really frustrating. Um, is there was a time where like me and Riley would go and we'd be, the, we'd be the only two people there for like three weeks straight. Oof. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, it's like, but that the, the store owner still says that happens. Like that is a consistent thing that still goes on there. Like it is, <laughs> it is a thing that it, it ebbs and flows. People will come and play. And then there's going to be months where no one does. It's just, so I'm really glad I got off of these. We have a really good question. But yeah, that, that is something that, I mean, I would say, very good. I've got to travel the world. Uh, not really world, world U.S. because of Flesh and Blood. I, I could have traveled. I can travel the world because of that, but doing that through other means. Um, and it's really fun to see it, like other cities in the U.S. because we are so big that yeah, it's, it's, a world it's not difference. the same everywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say that would be for me. How about you? That's awesome. Mine is Japan. Because oh, I... Yeah. Like, going into it, I, I distinctly remember, like, when you brought it up of, all right, I'm going this su- coming summer, who's interested in my response? Because before, when we talked about it, when you were first going on your own, I'd said, like, oh, 
if you directly asked me, I might have been interested. But yeah. I, I always, I also am like, I'm someone who doesn't love to travel. Like, I like it once I do it. It's everything beforehand that I'm just like, mm, uh-uh, don't, don't want to leave. This is, a, this is a lot. <laughs> You're like, this is too much. It's a lot. Um, it is. It is a lot. So when you said, all right, I'm going to Japan, who's in? I stuck my hand up in the air. I said, I'm going. Don't let me back out of it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it was just such a great experience to go, a great culture to get oh well i say a great culture to get a little get to know better i did not learn jack shit about japanese culture <laughs> but that's on me i made an act well, you choice. went to kyoto i went, you to, went kyoto. to kyoto i did learn i did learn a little bit through osmosis right like uh, just being in the in tokyo and kyoto and going to some of the places and the shrines and like learning how they approach like the uh how to approach the shrines and what they do there and like the restaurants and the culture. Like, I did pick up some things, but, like, everybody else is learning to say, excuse me, sumimasen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going like, nope. Fuck that. I'm an American tourist. I don't need shit. (laughs) You all learn to say water, and I'm gonna say water. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not here to learn. uh, To be fair, I spent a lot of time with Mickey on that trip, right? Yeah. And Mickey, like, refused to let me not learn about Japanese culture, which is fine. I wanted to. Like, I, uh, I, I honestly, that was my favorite moment on that trip. Was like when it was just me and Mickey, though, because we, I learned so much, and it was just very calming and peaceful. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. And it was nice to like go to the, um, like to be walking up the towards the temple with him and like getting some of that background. Yeah, it's nice. It was it was just great because he he is so into it, right? Yeah, like, he he loves Japan. So yeah, that that trip overall, just like and the food, uh, ooh, ooh, just everything about it. Just because I said yes, it was such a positive experience. Like yeah, not something I'll ever be able to like really do again. Not in the same way. Like you mean like experience it for the first time? Is yeah, that what never you're gonna saying? be able like... to experience it in the first time that way. Like the people I went with, like overall, it was just a very unique trip no i totally get that and like i'm like i want to go back in a year and a half to two years from now um but there's things i want to do there still like yeah. I'm, I'm making very like it's not gonna be a a hullabaloo like we had last time i think i'm gonna keep it very very small i think if i went back the one place i'd get like there's some of the places we went to before that i'd like to go back to like I'd be down to hit up Ueno again. Love Ueno. Ueno, I would. I would love to live in Ueno. Like I don't know why. I just love that place. It was fantastic. It was... I think the one thing yeah, I kind of wish I'd went to though is the Gundam, like factory or museum or whatever it was they Riley's had. Riley's in Yokohama, uh, but you have to get to Yokohama. Yeah, but uh, you could have actually because we had the JR passes. Yeah, like that would have been. I think that's like. With all of the model building and painting and things I've gotten, like, I got into in the last couple of years, I think that was probably one of the few things where, like, I looked at it and gone, hmm, I kind of wish I'd gotten to go to the source. But I still got to pick up some models and kits and stuff and bring them back, and I need to actually build them still. But that's beside the point. I went to every Pokemon Center. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> Fair. 
Uh, no, there's things I would want to do when I go back. Like I definitely, the one thing, the bigger reason why I want to go back, and like I said, as you've heard, but like podcast hasn't like, I want to go do the bike trail, like the whole like biking on over in Hiroshima. Oh, like they have bridges connecting the islands together. That's like, you can ride on bikes and it's just this gorgeous, like, I don't even know how long it is. It's like one of the best bike trails to ride in like the world, but like they have (laughs) hotels along the bike bike trails that are like rest stops so you can take the bike trail as leisurely as you want and just enjoy the sights while you're like can stop at this like small hotel restaurant bar thing and just enjoy like a few drinks with people that are also doing the thing right like yeah like a a really cool adventure i feel like so i want to go for two weeks again and i think one of the weeks i'd go is like that's all it is and then the other week is going to be exploring tokyo more because i feel like i I, like not saying that I did like I did a lot in Tokyo and I felt like I had the perfect amount of time I wanted in Tokyo. But going back, I think would be like I since I know what what to do, how to do things better and things like that. I won't feel like a day or two at the start will be wasted in that respect. Yeah. Um. And like. Not saying like I need to like revisit everywhere, but like I just I just miss some of the things about japan that's that's really fun i think the one thing that i will be sad like if i go with like by myself or like not necessarily by myself but like with like two or three people is that if they go do things by yourself like like walking around and drinking with friends was like such a blast yeah like that was like oh that was so much fun to do like just being able to walk into a kibini open a drink outside the kibini just hang out sit in the street yeah, and just chill, like relax. But, yeah. but no, I'm glad you said yes to it. It was a good trip. It oh, was a yeah. good trip. No regrets. I think that's honestly too like that's been my experience with every trip I've ever gone on is I just said yes to the trip. I'm like, yep, I'm going. Um Honestly, I think the first trip I actually went on was in seventh grade. I went on a trip to Florida. Um and that was the only one I ever was ever like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to go. Let's go. I want to go to Florida. Because it was a science yeah. trip. And we ended up, like, we were down in the Florida Everglades. And we were doing kayaks on the ocean, like, through the uh, mangroves. And, like, we did snorkeling on this beach. But, like, the beach dropped off pretty quick. So, like, we actually learned how to snorkel. And, oh, like, that's neat. Did some snorkel diving. So it was all like, it was just a really neat trip to go on as a seventh grader. Um, plus the time of year it was meant my grandparents were down in Florida and they live in the Keys. So it was like, oh, here's the day we're going to be at this one nature p- like park that is like 20 minutes from your condo. Yeah. So they came out and met me. But then like. I went to Washington, D.C. and played in the 4th of July parade with high school band. And it was one of those, like... fun. It was fun, but it was also that, like, you have no choice. You're in band now. And there's no freaking way my parents were going to let me miss out on it. Yeah, I mean, you gotta do it. It was... The best part of that was James bought a Darth Vader helmet for, like, $150. At the Air and Space Museum. And walked out yeah. of it, and a cop car started doing the Imperial March when they saw him. <laughs> really? That's yeah. amazing. That, that's, that's, that's great. A, that is, <laughs> I loved it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And then... 
Yep, went to Canada with band also. Saw the Niagara Falls. That was neat. Um, the coolest thing was we went to an air and space museum in Canada that at the time was hosting a Star Wars exhibit where they had a bunch of the like costumes and old props and stuff on display. Yeah. And the way they themed it was an exploration of um, nature versus nurture and following like through the movies, like the props from each movie, the story of Anakin Skywalker and asking the question of like, was it in Anakin's nature that he returned to the dark side, or was it his nurture growing up with these influences? Hmm. I wonder. Um, but in Canada, I learned about poutine, the greatest dish ever given to God by the gods to mankind. I learned that about it at a college. I learned that like that was the first time I've ever had poutine was when they brought the poutine truck. So good. So great. Um, and then in high school, the after high school, we did the German trip where we went to Germany, Italy, Austria, Switzerland, back to Germany. And again, it was one of those ones where it was like, yep, uh, yeah, I'll go. One of my favorite teachers was yeah. chaperoning it, and my buddies were all going, so I was like, okay, let's go. I think for me traveling was like when I was a kid, it wasn't like a thing that we really did. My dad was a truck driver. So like he was just always driving. Yeah. So our vacations would be more so just relaxing in our local area or going to like a cabin up north. Right. Yeah. Um, Because like he, 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 I mean, his job was traveling basically like it, it, it's different, but it's similar, still right? once, if you're traveling all the time for work, you don't want to go do more traveling. Yeah. And then, and then my dad's also terrified of planes. So he he would refuse to get on a plane. Um, so it's like we're not leaving the country then, right? Like yeah. that's just not happening. Uh, so that's like when it, when I was a kid, a lot of our things like kid to like high school, and also we were fairly poor. Like not not saying we were the poorest, but at times yeah. we were. But oh, like not like trust me, my trips were yeah. mostly funded by very generous relatives. Like yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I no, I totally understand that, and like um. So, like, when these school opportunities came up, it just wasn't in the cards, right? Like, yeah. it, it's not, I'm not saying I didn't have the opportunities to. So, like, I would say a lot of my traveling started after college. Like, after everything, like, we've been through, like, ever, after everything. Like, mm. it was, uh, let's see, like, in mostly in the last two years, like, I, I did. I, I rode my first plane. You became a pro gamer. You had yeah. to get to the pro I mean, That's actually... That was literally my first plane ride was going to New Jersey for the first pro tour. That was the first time I left, like, well, I flew flew on a plane. Um, So, like, New Jersey was interesting, like, the area around where the, where the convention center was. Then we went to, then later that year, I went to San Francisco. Yeah. Um, or, like, the year after for... Um, these were going to a League of Legends thing, like, oh, like right. uh, League of Legends Worlds was down there. We didn't actually end up going to the thing because we got we I got in to get tickets, but they all like sold out in front of my face. I was actually really mad about that. That trip was wonderful. I I, I mean I know like in the last two years San Francisco has like gone, gotten worse or a year last year. Uh, it's gotten wor- worse since I've gone like crime rise and things like that. But like it was it was a wonderful trip. It was gorgeous. Like. There was a lot of things to do, like for a weekend trip. It was, it was, it was a great time. It was, it, I would go again. 
Um, I mean, not soon, but like if, if crime got better. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then after that, I went to Baltimore. Um, I drove to Indianapolis because that's close enough to drive to. Oh, yeah. But Baltimore was cool. Saw Edgar Allan Poe's grave, had tried some other really nice food. Um, and like, yeah, like just these these type of things, like getting to go to these is like fantastic. Like it's 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 a fun thing to do. Like we're talking about going to Vegas soon, hopefully in the next year. Um, and like it, like traveling's great, and I'm like like I, I, with our friend group, it's kind of interesting when we plan trips because a lot of them are not really people that would just plan the trip. Yeah, they need someone to get them there. Right? It's like a I would like to do that, but I don't want, like, I, I'm not going to put in a, the time, just... effort, or thought to make it happen, so do it for me. Yeah, or or they're just nervous in the sense of, like, maybe they just don't think people would say yes if they planned it. Like, you know, like, yeah. like a lot of our things that we do is because other people come to me or come to other people and say, hey, I want this to happen. And it's like, okay, I'll make it happen. Like, you know, like, oh, for, as like the it's per- that type of thing. As the person who Calvin would probably get the most annoyed with in high school and college of he'd say, Oh, let's go do this trip thing. And I'd say, I don't know. Not feeling it. <laughs> like, that was also the guy that left school for two weeks to go to Europe. So yeah, because no one else <laughs> would go with him. <laughs> Didn't they go with way. the went with James? James. But yeah, like, that was the culmination of him kind of getting fed up with, like, he kept trying to plan trips for us to, like, go out to, like, up north, or get a cabin together, or, like, let's go do this, or let's go do that, and he'd be like, it's only gonna cost this much, and I didn't have that study of any income in high school, so I'd just be like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. not feeling yeah, it. Like- I don't want to go. Like, I'm sure if we went, we'd have had fun. I just was kind of like, I don't like to travel. Don't Stop making me travel. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, like, I don't know. It's it's cool. Like, I, I'm glad we're traveling more as a group. It's a fun time. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe I start doing more long weekends. Like, yeah, just do some, like, puddle jump flights out to, like, parts of the country and spend, like, a long weekend of just, like, oh. I'm here for, like, two days before I fly back. I'm just going to hang out, wander around, see some sights, eat the local food, then I go home. See, I, I want to start doing that with, like, Flesh and Blood. Um, yeah. Like, going to, like, the World's Tournament yearly, try to do that. Not yearly, but, like, if I'm not, if I don't have it out of, like, that's what I want to do this year, if it's, like, out of the country or next year. I want to try to plan on just going to that. Yeah, even if it's just for, like, a couple days or three days of like, oh, I'm there, I do the tournament, get like a day of sightseeing, go home. Yeah, like, I think that would be fun. I wouldn't be too exhausted. I think I would go for like a week. Yeah, that's, that's thing. fair. Like, my work allows me to do that. It's like, it's like fly out, get there, like the tournament's on the weekend, fly out Monday or Tuesday, get there, I get go to bed, be there from, get jet like for Wednesday, Thursday, sightsee, Friday, Saturday. So I guess that's like, it's similar to what you're saying, but like, I would have two days, one day to get over the like jet lag. You know, it, just things like that. So, yeah. but to be honest though, like jet lag didn't really affect me on the way, like on the way there. But maybe that was because I was so excited to go to Japan. But like, 
coming back from time zones. Oh, it was so rough. It wrecked me, dude. <laughs> I, I played so much Final Fantasy 16 at 3 in the morning because I could not sleep. <laughs> I could literally measure how good my, how much I was recovering from jet lag because it'd be like, oh, I woke up at 2 a.m. today. Oh, I woke up at 3 a.m. today. Now it's 4 a.m. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I was the same way. I was just like, yep, here we are. Um, uh, it was great. It took me two weeks. It took me two. It took me as long as we were there for me to recover. It was so bad. Oh, and half of us ended up with COVID. <laughs> so yeah, like, I mean, it literally took us two weeks to recover. I mean, that's why I was sick there. And then, like, when I got back, like, I still wasn't, I wasn't feeling great on my way back either. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I had COVID. I probably did. Um, I can't imagine I didn't with how sick I was. Like, I don't know. It was weird because that I slept in that whole day while we were in Japan. This is all we get to The next day, I felt fine. Yeah. You know, like, it, like I felt that was what happened to me. To do thing. I spent like one like, day where I was just dead tired. And then afterwards, like, oh, my throat hurts, so, like, I don't want to swallow anything, but beyond that, I'm just going to sit on the couch and play Zelda for, like, a week straight. I just jammed some ice cream in my throat when we were in Japan. We were doing so much walking that it did not matter how much calories I ate. I lost, I lost like, seven pounds on that trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was jam- It was so great, but, like, I, I was just jamming ice cream that whole day because I was like, my throat hurts a little bit, so every time I ate ice cream, it would feel better for a few hours. And I was just getting more ice cream. Well, I guess it didn't, like, again, it didn't matter. We're doing so much physical work compared to what we do he- did here. Yeah. That, that it was, it, it worked out. I've got those stats on steps walked in my phone. I mean, I think I, I, I think I walked more than you as well. You did. Because um, like, I'm thinking... I did 265,059 steps on the trip, a total of 112 miles over the two weeks. I'm just thinking, like, of like between me walking around in Kyoto um, early that day, we walked, we walked at least 15, 20 miles before you guys even got there. Yeah. And then walking, like, I would just go do things by myself. Like, I would just wake up, I would be... I would leave. I ran. I ran six miles while I was in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Along with all that walking. So, like, I don't know. I, I, I wish I knew how much I walked, personally, because I know it was... But, like, also, me and Cal... I, I, when we went to that baseball game, me and Calvin walked all the way to Akihabara, and then Akihabara to the baseball game. You guys took the train there. Yep. Like, we just walked the hour there. We're just like, yeah, whatever. We'll just walk the hour. That was fun. That was fun. I had a great time when I was around Calvin. Yeah. It was oof. such a good trip. It was. I mean, I, I had a lot of other good trips, like I said, but that was it. That's going to be in the memory bank forever. I think, honestly, the the best thing that came out of the Japan trip, trip for me is going on a trip like that and being like, oh, I can go someplace and not have a scheduled itinerary? That's legal? Yeah, it's nice. Because literally every uh, I single I wanted, trip bro. I'd ever been on was like an, a school trip where we had an itinerary to follow. Yeah. So it was just kind of nice you know, to I'll be place... like, fuck it. Um, I'm not doing anything this morning, and I'm going to wander the city in the afternoon. That's my day. Yeah. 
I think like a few, like, like I think are like some places that I think our group would like have fun in for like, not like a two week trip for like a week trip would be like somewhere like Germany, Ireland, like, you know, oh, places sure. like that, like where we just get like the six or seven of us together, oh, um, go there together and just like Ireland. enjoy, enjoy them. Ireland would, would be a blast. Ireland. <laughs> I think we would get destroyed by Ireland. Hey, but... It could be mutually assured. <laughs> um, this is something in the future we should we should look into. Uh, I think it'd be a fun. I, I I definitely that's the thing that I think people like misconceive when I say like man like the trip was very stressful for me in a lot of ways with planning and things like that and like there was too many people. Doesn't mean I don't want to. I don't want to do Japan like that again. Yeah, but doesn't mean we can't do a new location like that again. This time just I'm gonna stress myself out in a new place. Yeah, well, we don't have to be all in one room. I think yeah. that was the killer, but, like, no, that was to make people We definitely more probably affordable. should have done two smaller B&Bs. Like, that wasn't even a B&B, that was a hotel. Yeah. Like, that was a hotel we were in. It felt like an Airbnb, but it was a hotel. Uh, it was fine, though. It was fine. It all worked uh, out. We did, we did. It did. You want to do one, uh, one, uh, one advice question? Sure, let's 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 crank one out. Which one are we doing? Alright. Um pick, Why pick. not? Fuck it. We'll do the first one. So what do y'all think of the educational disparities between men and women with the further details? I just got done watching this Sunday morning segment and I thought it was an interesting highlight into how society has shifted since I grew up. Too long didn't watch. Men are doing worse in school and going to college at fifteen percent lower rates than women. Given education is directly tied to earnings, women are increasingly out earning men. Most of us were also raised with the message that our main value to society is as a provider. I don't think it's fair to raise boys with that expectation, and I think both men and women have a part to play in changing our gender roles. What do y'all think of this? What was your experience in school like? Personally, I was a problem student simply because I had difficulty sitting through lectures for 8 hours a day. When my math classes were after PE, my grades markedly improved simply because I could focus better. What do you guys think the end result of this will be? Do you think increased focus on this will improve things, or will it continue to get worse before it gets better? Do you think the disparity will change the relationship between men and women? So, like, originally when I read this question, this is the only question I read as you're reading it. I thought it was, like, the differences between how they, like, teach men and women in the sense of, like, sexual things. Like, how oh. oh, women bodies were compared to men bodies. So I was like... I was like, ha penis. <laughs> <laughs> I was just picturing you reading this like, like you know, what do y'all think of the educational disparities between men and women? And you're just like, penis. Exactly, <laughs> what of them exactly. What of them has one? What of them doesn't? <laughs> I'm sure there's studies out there about them. Uh, they even reference some. Like, wait, what? Like... I wait, wait, wait. I'm kind of torn on this. On the one hand, like I get it, kids get rambunctious, and you know, like they they're not really designed to sit for in one spot for eight hours the whole day doing nothing but listening. That's not really how kids are designed. That being said, I would posit that the a mix of factors, a significant one being how education is treated at home. Because I as I was the oldest child, and it was... I was a total fucking nerd. I loved school. I liked doing homework. I, I liked getting good grades. I liked doing the homework. I In, like, kindergarten all the way through, like, 
I think I only really started to not like homework as much in, like, fourth grade. When I finally was like, oh, I want to go, like, do fun things, and homework is actually starting to take more than a half hour. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh, shit. This is, like, my night. This is, like, my one of my nights a week is, like, dedicated to homework. But I, I was that kid who was on top of it every night. Like, I'd go home, I'd do my homework every night. Yeah. And so, like, particularly, like, first, second, third grade, it was like, hell yeah, let's go do some homework. Let's get this done and out of the way. And it was, like, particular, like, enough of my, in grade school, enough of my, like, classmates were of that same mindset kind of of like yeah you gotta do the homework like that's just a thing you do like it's not a question and when you pay attention in class it's not a question and getting to like public middle school and high school because i went to a catholic grade school like public middle school and high school was like what the fuck are you all doing we're in school pay attention <laughs> yeah I mean, for me, I think I had a different experience. Like, at home, for me, my dad was always, like, just pass. That's all he did in high school. Like, he yeah. did with his passes. Like, he just, just pass it. Get, get, you don't have to go to college, whatever. Do you, you, you just, just be able to make a living in the future, right? Um, get, get your GED and you're, you'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, and then with that in mind, though, I, I love school. Um. I don't know why I love school. I just did. Uh, but I never, I did not like homework. So I would do homework in class. Like when you, like you would get it, I would go to the next class and then work on the homework mm-hmm. during the other class. Fair. And then I would rinse and repeat. So like I would just do homework during school. Uh, but then my high school didn't have homework. Like they were not allowed to give out homework. Oh, man. Uh, I wish. Oh, it was great. I mean, you had to do projects and things like that. Yeah. Like, projects are a lot more fun than, you know, homework. Uh, but I don't know. I think when it comes to school, and I, this isn't even just referencing women or men, um, I think we're really outdated in the way that we have school. I don't think it should be eight hours a day. And, like, studies have shown this. I, I've, yeah. I've looked, I mean... You know, I'm very passionate about, like, educational stuff. Um, I'm, like, I actually look up. I I guess I'm a nerd, too. I look up research studies, all this stuff, and find it fun reading about yeah. about what findings when it comes to how people learn um, and how, like, schools, like, could be better. And I don't think, like, eight-hour day is necessarily great. Uh, now, the problem with it, the eight-hour day, it's, like, a lot of parents use it as a way to go to work. You know, like, mm-hmm. so, like, it's, like, a commonality there. It's, like, if you shorten school, parents now have a bigger problem, but teachers aren't babies. Like, you know, it's yeah. that type of thing. Um, So, but, like, with it, like, school should be shortened. I don't think you should be focusing on core subjects as much as you do. I mean, just look at, like, art and, like, music. Like, that's where the funds first get ripped from, right? That's... Yep instantly and that's not good and that doesn't help creativity it doesn't help actual like people like who are actually good at type type of stuff um like that might not be good at math but like i I always find it so interesting because you have your like your differences in how what people are into like you have 
your STEM people and you have your artsy people, like, you know, all that type of thing. So I don't know. I don't know if I really think that when it comes to it in general, I don't, I don't like, there is a difference between both men and women, how they learn, but I don't think it has to do with gender roles and like how they're raised, especially like, honestly, part of what it seems to me, and this is not a unique thing to me, but I feel like part of the problem is, the messaging that gets reinforced of like, and part of it goes back to the uh, negative gender stereotypes imposed on women of the, like women have to sit still and be silent and pay attention and behave and da, 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 um, which then translates to better success in school because whether they're necessarily learning it or not, they're still overall behaving better and thus giving off an impression of, doing better in school and receiving a little bit of that benefit of like, Oh, you behave. So the teacher likes you. So you get graded a little bit nicer or because you're behaving and paying attention, you pick up a little bit more of it than the guy next to you. Who's dicking around. Yeah. Like, even if you're not necessarily that much better at the subject, you're still doing better in the class. Because you do the homework, the grades, and you're paying attention when the teacher's talking. Yeah. But then it gets into stuff like this, where it's like, oh, men are doing worse in school, so we expect kids to, like, male children to do worse in school. And so the when a kid does act up a little bit, it gets a little bit overly... Uh, they overcorrect when they address it. And so he's kind of like, okay, well, fuck this then. Why should I yeah. put an effort? I was actually reading an article literally like yesterday, today or yesterday, about um, a school district that would ask for psych evals, like emergency psychology evaluations for involuntary admission to psych wards of students. Really? And it was actually a, like a little bit of an expose piece about how this one school out on the East Coast had did it, done it like 200 times in a year. Yeah. In response to things like students getting angry or frustrated. Like, and we're talking like grade school children. And it was just Interesting. like, that is the wackest thing. Yeah, like why would like, you... Don't get me wrong. I understand children can be difficult to deal with and angry and upset children can be difficult to deal with and they haven't learned yet how to control their emotional responses and their response to their emotions. But at the same time, particularly because the kids that, like, according to this article, oh, surprise, the kids who were of color or had disabilities are the ones with more likely to get sent. Um, Like... You may not have funding, but getting a kid prepared to be involuntarily put into a mental institution because he's got autism and you don't know how to help address his overstimulation or his frustration at not being explained how to do an assignment, like, that's some bullshit. It is. I agree. That's, That's ridiculous. That's interesting. I don't know. That's that's wild to me. That's so wild. And it's not 
it's not even just like, oh, we think you should go get this kid evaluated. It's literally like, oh, the school resource officer is putting you into the back of his car in handcuffs to transport you. And you're like 10. Yeah, I don't I don't agree with that. I think that's really wrong to do. Like, why would you I don't know in what world like is this common at most schools or was this just I think it was like studied from what I remember reading the article, it was a highlighting a problem that a number of schools are facing where they're over reliant on that because it technically was one of those things they didn't have to report in the same way. So it wouldn't reflect as poorly on if they had to do X, Y, Z other things. Yeah. Because public schools have got our, their funding from the federal level is based on results and so if they don't get results, because that's just not what their students are actually at the level of, they will do everything in their power to skirt around that. There was, there's one more, one more thing before we get yeah. out of here, because I think there's a really cool study that was done. Um, I don't know how recently, but like there's multiple studies on this. I know in, in multiple studies recently, but like, I don't know when the original was done. Uh, they took two classes and they told a teacher the same teacher, right? Yeah. That one of them was a gifted class and the other was not gifted. Yeah. But, I think I remember reading about this. Yeah. There is uh, not like, obviously the control, like they're, they're the same. They, they just randomly selected students. Yep. There is no, like there, there is actually no gifted or not gifted class. They're exactly the same, but they were meant to teach the exact same material. Teach the exact same um, material, tell the teacher one set is the gifted students, one's the not gifted. Yeah, and then with that in mind, they proceeded like with a whole semester of school and then uh, grades and whatnot. Uh, and, and they looked at the grades and uh, there was a significant increase on average score for the gifted class compared to the non-gifted class. And yep. this is obviously repeated numerous times. It wasn't just a because you never know. You never know what kids you get. If you, you tell people smart, they will succeed, they're more likely to succeed. Yeah. They they didn't... They, the teacher wasn't... Like, didn't tell the kids that the class was gift. Like, didn't tell the kids that they were gifted, though. It was the fact that the teacher had the pre... um The, the pre-thought. I can't remember the exact... But like, the actual already thought that they were smarter so or more smart than the other taking class. their responses in stride as such. Exactly. So they would put more focus on them, but maybe they didn't even realize it. Maybe they never thought they See, were being unbiased. Yeah. You reminded me of a, but, a similar situation where a teacher actually had a class that was the remedial one and didn't tell the kids it was remedial. Just told them like, oh, you've been selected because you're gifted. And the students did leagues better just because the teacher told them you're smart. Yeah, I mean that makes sense in some way. Like it, it's weird how the like like the the response of the brain is, like goes when you're telling kids like what level they belong into. Yeah, um, that's why a lot of schools get rid of tracking. Yeah, I mean I don't think tracking should be a thing. I think it's just, just like I don't think you should ever tell. This is the thing: like kids that need to be in higher programs. Put them in higher programs, but like you don't need to tell. It's it's hard to do, right? Yeah, it's very hard to be like treat people the same without. Like it's just na human nature almost to like look at people that are gifted, quote unquote, and put more time into them if you know that they're gifted. 
even though that might not be the case. Yeah. Proven by the study, as we just talked about. Um, or, or indicated, not proven. Studies, yeah, you know, indicated by the study that we, we were talking about. So we are, we are multifaceted individuals. We started off by talking yeah. about trading card games, and now we're waxing poetic on educational theory. <laughs> And that is how Better Buddies operates. Don't you know? You get the whole range here, folks. You get, you get a half hour talk about trading card games, a half hour talk about traveling, and then a half hour talk about psychological learning, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining, Alex. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, RJ. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. We're also on social media. Our Facebook is Better Buddies. We have our Meme Mondays and our episode posts. Our social media account formerly known as X, uh, a.k.a. our X-Twitter account, formerly known as Twitter, X-Twitter account, uh, is at Better Budcast. Use the hashtag Better Buddies when tweet about the show. And our Gmail is BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love, and or war. Icebreakers you want us to answer or questions you need advice on. Remember, in the last few episodes, we've been floating some really bad ideas for audio dramas we would create if we had a Patreon. So promote the show, get us a listener base, so that we have a reason to go make some really dumb ideas. And last <laughs> but not least, be a better buddy. And the uh, uh, powerful duo here. First time duo, you know. It'll be the Alex in-depth. In-depth. I don't know, man. I'm still recovering. We don't, <laughs> I don't know if we want to go in-depth on my mental state currently. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be the first time I totally redid an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be the last either. Um, uh I'll read the questions when we get there. I'll let them be a surprise this week. Yeah, I don't think we answered any of them last week. Oh, I, I, I see you just got... Nope. I didn't even read these ones from last week, yeah. We, nope, we didn't, because, uh... If we did, we can just go over it again, because I generally don't remember going over any of them, because we talked about Star Wars. You know, there's a chance that happens here. Well, not talking about Star Wars, but... Something else i don't know what but we'll figure we'll find it out, out. <laughs>